You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Good morning to you. Happy Monday. It's the start of the week again. Kapow, how are you? Look, guys, I'm just going to be totally transparent straight off the bat. The odds are against me this morning. Why is that? I'm in the front studio here at 88.3. And amazingly, this morning, we were greeted to a waste truck. Yes. And let's just say the aroma in Studio Red at the moment is a lot. So we've got some eye-watering radio ahead, I'm sure. Anyway, how are you? I am tickety-boo. I'm brilliant, and it's going to be a lovely day today. You're sitting comfortably in the blue studio. You can't smell anything. Good for you. I always sit comfortably. Here's our brekkie banger, five minutes past seven. Let's get into this. Oh, yeah. Now, I've been looking forward to this one this week, Bianco, because you, my friend, have had a weekend. I have, because we can finally have a weekend. Yeah. Finally. Well, for the last couple of weekends, we could have anyway, and... This was the first weekend in a while that I decided to, you know, be a bit more social. So run us through it. Well, Friday night I had a nice little get-together with some colleagues from work straight after we finished our show. Yeah. That was eventful. Can I just say, for the record, prices to get home and rideshare services. Oof. Oh, wow. They're really making up for the time lost. Oh, yeah. Let's just put it that way. But otherwise, a great night. So I was happy with that. Yeah, tick. Then Saturday, we get to Saturday. Saturday night, I had a friend's birthday. Ended up down in Afghanistan again. I loved it. It's a brilliant part of the world. It That's is. what I call Frankston, by the way. Yeah, it's can't great. say that. Yes, I can. What's wrong with that? Frankston, yes. I ended up down there. Anyway, caught up with a bunch of mates. Kicked on, respectfully. Kicked on? Yeah, well, you know, kept on kicking on. We were yeah. having a good time. Ended back home in the wee hours of the morning for the first time in probably seven or eight months. Now, don't undersell yourself because the wee hours of the morning are normally like two-ish. You got home at after five o'clock. Let's just put it as it is. How was your weekend? Well, definitely not as eventful as that. I had to do on Saturday, I had a random Saturday retail free, but I had to do some filming for some work stuff. And you would be amazed how you have to just turn your whole house, like because everything has to be shot from home at the moment. So I spent all day doing that, which was insane. And then yesterday, I spent a delightful day working at the Fashion Capital during Black Friday sales, and it was insane. So definitely nowhere near as exciting as your weekend, Bianco. I'm glad you had a weekend, though. Oh, yeah, I really had a weekend. Monday is my weekend. Sounds like it. Good for you. Yeah. So you'll have a better ne- uh, weekend next week. Oh, yeah. Then. I'm excited, which will be good. But, um, yeah, you know when you have those weekends and you just work the whole time? That was me. But then I don't have the energy because you also worked all weekend. Well, yeah, I did. But, but thankfully, I work hours where I start late morning and finish late afternoon, early evening. Mm. So, works no. a treat. That's what we'd like to hear. Anyway, base, I would love to hear what you got up to. 0404 736. Were you up to scratch with Bianco's weekend? That's what I want to know because that's the one to beat at the moment. Yeah, pretty much. How was your weekend? Did you get home in the wee hours in the morning because you could? It wasn't the wee hours. It was 5 a.m. Text us in 0404 736. Carl and Catherine with you for your Monday morning here on 88.3 Southern FM. We're underway for your Monday and for your working week.
I want to wish you a happy day today because it is happy a happy personal space day. I love that. Personal space day. You too, take note. Personal we, space. We've been doing that a lot lately. So I just thought <laughs> it's just I'd, an every day's the same. I'd put it out there and wish you a happy personal space day. Is, is that a twenty twenty initiative, personal space day, or has that always been a thing? No, it's just a day that people celebrate on the thirtieth of November every year. Wow. I feel like it's gonna be celebrated every day in future mm-hmm. years. Because of this year. Yep. Just fantastic. I just thought I'd throw it out there though, something to highlight for today. There you go, guys. If you're in the well, you're working from home. I was gonna say if you're in the office and that person you don't like shows up, personal space day. Personal but... space. I had a moment like that across the weekend actually. Did you? Ticket inspectors on the train. Personal space. They came pretty close to me. I was yeah. like, you know, do you not understand personal space? Mind you, they looked like spacemen. So now, Are you sure they were ticket inspectors? Well, it wasn't I don't ET's know. crew, was it? It may well have been. That's what they looked like walking through those. Carriages. They got lost on the way to the moon. They had me scared yesterday. I wasn't really paying much attention to what was going on. To be fair, anyway, I'm sitting on the train because, of course, we love a Monday train story. Oh yeah, here we go. And all of a sudden, I see something in the next carriage. I'm like, oh, that's, huh. that's a sight I haven't seen in a little while. Ticket inspectors. Fantastic. I love it when I see ticket inspectors. I had already put my headphones in. I was blurring out the world. Because my headphones are fantastic, right? A particular company have created ear pods where you can put them in and you can sort of either choose to have what's going on outside and your music. Yeah. Like as in, so you know your surroundings. Or you can just have it fully quiet and soundproof and the music blurring. And that's what I decided to do yesterday because I was like, right, I've had a day, I just want to go home and I want the music to be blurring so I don't hear the rest of the world. Because as I sat down on the train, all of a sudden it was, laughter and joy, which I'm thrilled to hear, mind you. But I just, Oh, you sound it. I didn't want to hear it yesterday. I was like, no. No laughter and joy. No laughter and joy. I don't want it. I don't want to hear it. I just want peace and quiet. So headphones were in. Block it out the rest of the world. And then what do I see? I see some spacemen coming towards me. Turns out it was just ticket inspectors. They were all masked up. Masked up? Masked up. They had their masks on. They had a different kind of uniform on. It seemed more casual, maybe because of the warmer weather. They've decided to go... Okay, you know, Alex Perry. More can't, short sleeve? I don't you know. You can't critique their uniform. Didn't realise that short sleeve attire was acceptable for those people they call inspectors. Anyway, they walk through the carriage and, you know, they all spread out because that's what they love to do. And then the bloke comes up to me and he says, you know, just checking your ticket, sir. And because I am a very tech-savvy person, I have Uh, my Mikey card on my phone. Yep. Anyway, I go and I'm just like, yeah, here you go. Like, I don't even acknowledge them. I just have my headphones in. I'm just like, here. He's like, you got to face this way. I'm like, all right, no worries. Showed it the other way. But then he gets, like, in my face. Oh, no. I'm like, mate, 1.5 metres, please. Just, you know. If you guys could see the hand gesture every time Bianco is trying to indicate that that guy was too close, he looks like Iron Man, the poster of the Iron Man movie. It's a bit like Pokemon. You know how they throw out the Pokeballs? I was pushing out my hand. Oh, now you've lost me. 
Well, there you go. Welcome back, Ticket Inspectors. That's the first thing. And um, this is probably the moment, too, we announced that Bianco will be playing Scrooge in the next a- adaptation of Christmas Carol. What did you say? Screwed? Scrooge. Okay. On that note. No laughter and joy. Hey, Bianco. Yes. It's almost Christmas. We can't talk about it. It's the 30th of November. Tomorrow is the 1st of December. Yeah, but it's this point in the year that my annual Christmas question comes up. And every year I say to myself, I need to look into this because I've got so many questions. Yeah. Every year at this time, I always think about the jobs that are only Christmas specific. Christmas casuals. Tick. Christmas casuals. Tick. People who work in Christmas stores. Tick. Which is a literal Christmas casual. Why am I saying tick when I could just go? (laughs) There we go. Thanks, Carl. Santa's helpers. Tick. But the biggest one, and this is coming out of the UK of all places... Oh, I don't like the sound of this. A website is currently um, advertising... Elves? Elves. Elves, that's another job, tick. Oh, yeah. A website is looking for a film, a Christmas film reviewer paying £1,800 just for this month. You need to watch 25 Christmas movies. And then once December's over, you're off the books. And... It just had me thinking how many jobs are there. Like, you know when the Christmas shops open, right? Yeah. Like the decoration shops. Yeah. I always want to know, is it the same people on the books that come back every year? Well, you would have thought. Like, what do they do the rest of the year? This is like one of my biggest, like, questions in life. I want to do, like, some deep investigation. Maybe I should do a podcast, Where Are You Christmas? And what they do (laughs) for the next 11 months. Because... Like, I would just love to know. I think it's so interesting. Do they have other jobs? Do they just, like, twiddle their thumbs? Are they, like, Santa themselves and they just hang out until December? Like Michael Bublé, for instance. Yes. Christmas is his time. Mm. What does he do the rest of the year? He sings other songs. He doesn't just sing all those Christmas songs that he sings. Yeah, but they're like the warm-up until Christmas. Like, when December hits... Buble is at his finest. Look, I know a lot of people say, oh, here comes all the Buble songs during Christmas time. Yeah. But he's actually got a lot of other great songs that he sings and covers a lot of great songs too. He does, but that's what I'm saying. He's Buble for most of the year. But then when it comes December, he's Buble. Yeah, but I feel like Mariah overtakes Buble. Oh, yeah. Every day of the week. It's like Christmas time. Oh, here comes Mariah again. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't think Buble. I think Mariah. Yeah, see, that's another job. Christmas specific. You are the face of Christmas. What do you do the rest of the year? Can I just say I'm concerned for you and your well-being? It's just, I don't know how many years I've thought about this. I've never actually done the research to actually back up the question and answer it for myself. You need a new hobby and you need to get a life. That's all I'm going to say. Now, podcast coming soon. Hey, look, we have been doing a lot of online videoing each other lately because that's just become the norm. It has. However, a woman in the United States has found herself in a very, very awkward situation. She's decided to keep her camera on and go to the bathroom. Oh, no. And she was in a real highly credible position and 1,400 people were viewing this. 1,400. 1,400 were viewing this conference that she was in. So, so, and at the corner of the screen, they've seen this person of note nope. on this board of, I think, an education department or something yep. along those lines. 
Anyway, she's decided not only to forget to mute her microphone, but to get rid of the screen. And so everybody got a visual of her doing her business. You know what? There's two ways of looking at that. A, that's a setback. You've worked your whole life. That's something that you're going to have to do a bit more grappling to sort of reaffirm yourself as a powerful leader. Sure. But on the other hand, is that not the biggest power move of all time? Being like, you know what? I don't care what you guys think. I'm just going to go for it. It's not something I would do personally. No, I would never do it. (laughs) But the thing is, with those situations, right, we laugh about them. But how do you come back? Like, imagine her then going back onto that conference and everyone trying to hold it together. Like, did they tell her? Did she have any idea? It's just a lot. Well, I I think she didn't realize the whole time. I don't know. Either way, she was forced to resign in... You know, disgust. What, really? Oh. Yeah, well, you've, you're facing a conference of 1,400 yeah, people. You're one of the key people of this place that's, you know, putting on a show somewhat. Well, she definitely did that. Unintentionally putting on a show. And then you, you expect to get away with that? Yeah, but it was an accident, though. Accidents happen. Yeah, but you just, when you know you've got to go, if you're in a conference like that, you should just excuse yourself. And properly excuse yourself. Or, you know, get up with the times when it comes to technology. Know how to use, you know, your on-off buttons. See, the only thing I can sort of draw upon this story to be able to feel for this poor lady is a uni lecture I was in once where I think I've brought this up a few times. My lecturer had their mic on. We were having like a break between lectures. Went out to the bathroom. Their mic was still on. And we heard sounds. And then... But did you actually? Yeah, we did. And then they came back in and started the second lecture and all of us had to sit there trying not to make them, like, no, because we felt so bad. But at the same time, it was it was a sound that it took a long time to sort of get over, you know? You're here doing a bowel inspection while you're hearing the whole thing, honestly. <laughs> the chatter amongst the lecture too. Everyone's like, what's that sound? What's that? What is that? It's and like, you hear it, you say, and you're like, oh gosh, it's exactly what we think it is. And it was that moment that I realised that that was not just a tap. It wasn't a tap. Something was happening. Anyway, I'm pretty sure this woman was taking the P1 double five. I want to talk to you, Bianco, about what? something that was a dream of mine. Oh, okay. Back in the day. Sorry, I thought you just said you wanted to talk to me and. I was responding, so you got that at least. Well, that's a first. Anyway, um, so when I was a kid, I loved the Harry Potter books. I used to read them all the time. It was like my livelihood and my favorite thing ever. And one of the things in the Harry Potter books, of course, was the cupboard under the stairs. And since I was a kid, I always liked the idea of having a secret room. Okay. Right. Now, on the socials over the week, there has been a trend where people have been showing off the rooms in their house that were hashtag secret, and they've been doing tours of them, okay? And one in particular has absolutely blown everybody's mind, where a woman has a long mirror on a wall, and it looks just like a mirror, nothing else, just a mirror. And then you look a little closer, and that mirror is actually a door that leads into a secret beauty room. And it's just like my dream come true. It's a wardrobe, makeup room, just like it's almost like a little shop. So every morning she gets ready in there, but it's a secret room. 
And so everyone's been talking about if they had a secret room, what would it be? This sounds like something out of the line, the witch and the yeah, wardrobe. Yeah, right? You just need your Turkish delight and you're halfway there. Yeah. So I want to know, Bianco, if you had a secret room, what would be in it? That is a very good question. It'd probably be like a, a hidden like men's garage. Like a man cave? Yeah, like a man cave. That's the word I was looking for. See, I always got like a Dexter, Dexter's laboratory vibe from you. Did you? Yeah. I don't know why you got that. Like the Bianco household's existing, but then you've got like a lab underground. Well, we probably do. As I've said before on this show, in a little cupboard, which is right next to my room, which is right underneath the stairs, it's like a storage cupboard. Yep. If we lift up the little bit of carpet, there's a trap door <gasps> and it leads you under the house. And I've never gone under there because I imagine there'd be a bunch of spiders well, this is radio content. So, I won't go under there. Hi, social media content. How are you? Jack, get onto it. What? Me going under We could do house. an outdoor broadcast under the house. You don't want that. You honestly don't want that. I've had to, um, unfortunately, in my time, we've got a similar situation on the side of my house. And as a kid, my rabbit used to always get lost under the house. Did you have a rabbit? We talked about this literally a couple of weeks ago. I Daisy. I don't remember you having a rabbit. You were though. too immersed talking about yours, which we're not going to bring up again. Coco and Minty. And let's not forget Remy, who we had to get rid of. Yeah, hashtag um, justice for Remy. We're getting t-shirts made. but um, It's too soon and I won't accept it. But yeah, secret rooms. 0404 736. What would you have made up in your secret room if you had one? I've got too many secret rooms in my house already. Okay. I still don't know where half these doors in my house lead to. Well, that's concerning because well, you've lived there how many years? You need a sense of adventure, Bianco. How old am I now? I've lived there 23 years. Well, I think it's now's time to explore. No, I haven't explored through many of the doors that are in my house. We'll get you in a pink t-shirt, orange shorts, Dora the Explorer. Do you want to know something nuts? I the, like We've got an upstairs and downstairs in my house. Yep. Upstairs always leads to weird places, but... What? Yeah, well, because there's, like, we have a bathroom upstairs, and there's a door that leads into, like, an attic, and then there's an actual attic area, which we've got storage in, and, like, all the key pipes for the house. Great. Then there's another room that's got some cupboards, but what I didn't realize until probably a couple of years ago is within those cupboards, there's another trap door into, like, another part of the attic. You got mistaken for Harry Potter a lot as a kid. No wonder that you actually live in Hogwarts. I do. Where's the three-headed dog? Oh, don't say that about Fifi. I went reading again across the weekend. A mother has been embarrassed. There's been a lot of embarrassing stories. I'm noticing a trend today. Anyway, this mother, she was going about her day, dropped off her children at school, and thought everything was great. Went down to the local supermarket. Within 20 minutes of her doing her shopping, a little attendant at the supermarket has come up to her and said... Excuse me, ma'am. Um, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but you've split your pants. Oh, no. Straight down the middle, straight down the backside, you've split your pants. You've split your jeans. And I don't mean to be rude, but I just thought somebody should let you know. What a good egg. That person was a good egg, but nobody at the school thought to tell her. Split your pants, been there, done that. Yeah, I'm notorious for splitting my pants. <laughs> Go on. It's one of my favourite stories from you. Just a real quick, what, what, what is the main trigger for you splitting your pants? Jumping over fences. 
See, I've only done it once. Touch wood. I bet it's going to happen this week. Um, faux leather skirt at work, tripped on cardboard, split it right up the side. It runs in my family, though. Mm-hmm. My dad was at work once. I think it was during the school holidays. Yep. Because I remember I had to go with my mum and my younger sister drive to a dad's work in South Melbourne. Oh, no. And deliver him another <laughs> pair of tailored pants. Because in his job, obviously, he looks pretty formal most yep. of the time. Needs to be presentable. It's good to be presentable in your workplace. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know what happened, but somehow he's realized he split his pants and he's not going to be able to last a day in the ones that he's in. So we've had to travel from our place yeah. to South Melbourne and drop him off to make him satisfied. <laughs> but he didn't. he's also done the same favor for me a number of yeah. times, particularly when we used to do the football on the station. I used to. I became the joke of our football coverage because I would go to jump over the fence <laughs> to get the boundary rider comments during our football coverage, and all of a sudden I'd split my pants and I'd come back and I'd be like, "Yeah, uh, this side said this, and the other side said this, and I've split my pants." <laughs> At least you were open about it. A lot of people would just try and ride that off, see if no one noticed. The amount of times I did it during football, though, <laughs> I'm never jumping a fence like that again. I had I. Take you can. I can't. Oh my goodness. We could do like Olympic style training so that Bianco can fly over the fence and not rip his pants. Maybe we should do that in the new year. We start the show next year. We do an outdoor broadcast from a footy oval and we get you to jump the fence and see if you rip your pants. Because this is a fear that you need to get over. You're a real ideas person today, aren't you? I am. I'm just feeling really inspired. But yeah, ripping your pants. But I also feel like it's one of those things that... It's one of the only situations that you can get yourself into where there's a very difficult like resolution, unless someone is home to be able to help you out. There's no coming back. You're stuck. You are stuck. But I think also once you've ripped your pants once, you can't get that much more embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, well, you can because it depends on where the rip is because it could be in the front side or it could be in the back side. Yeah. And, you know, depending on what kind of person you are, but if you go starkers underneath your... Well, that's it. Or worse, if you've got ugly undies on one day. Oh, well, that's me every day. Sorry, probably a bit TMI for your Monday morning. Ten minutes to eight. It's Carl and Catherine with you. Carl and Catherine waking you up for your Monday morning, getting your week started the right way here on 88.3. We try to. And hey, my mum, Jan, morning to you, Jan. Hi, Jan. She tried to do the same thing. So I was chilling over the weekend. What's that? What same thing? Trying to just bring light and joy into my life. Well, you could have said that before you said doing the same thing. Well... That's just a nice little segue out. Anyway, I tried. I failed. We move on. Jen, you need to fix this. (laughs) Anyway, my mum has been very organized and tried to do all the Christmas shopping ahead of time, Bianco. Good on her. Exactly. And anyway, we have, in the Powell household, we are quite good at not being able to wait until Christmas or birthday or whatever. And we always give gifts earlier just because we're excited to show them off. Sure, but Santa wouldn't approve for Christmas. Absolutely not. Anyway, so Jen comes in. And she goes, she has that look on her face, like, I'm about to get stitched off. I was like, what's happening here? Yep. She goes, um, I'm going to give this to you early. This was a Christmas present I was going to give you, but you need to see what it is. And Jen has been buying a lot of things through social media ads, which may not be the most credible or reliable sources. What is it with parents wanting to do that? <laughs> well, they're such easy sellers. But anyway, so Jan was on the socials. But are they good sellers? Wow. Well, Apparently, because Jan 
saw on social media that there was a gift which apparently was going to be the best gift for somebody who brings sunshine and happiness into your life and this is a lovely little token to sort of thank them for what they do. Hmm. And so Jan naturally thinks of me because I'm a ray of sunshine. Okay. No comment. (laughs) Anyway, so this thing arrives. She has paid $17 for this thing. It's travelled from the other side of the world. And it's a little token to just show off that, you know, I'm a little ray of sunshine. Do you know what Jan bought for $17? What did she buy? Enlighten me. A fake flower without the stem. Oh, great. $17. For a fake flower? Yeah. Was it a colourful flower? What was? How do you describe it? It was a sunflower because it was bright and happy. But yeah, $17. It's one of my favourite gifts ever. I'll put a picture up on the socials. I've actually told her to take it back so that we can have it for Christmas. I look forward to receiving it then. But yeah, I want to know, 0404000736, what have you been sucked into because of social media? Because it has to be one of the most expensive fake flowers I've ever seen. Right. And you're happy with it. I'm thrilled with it. It just makes me happy when I look at it. Well, good. I'm glad something's making you happy. That's that's what we're all about, making somebody happy. Yeah. I'm glad that a small, colourful flower that costs a set amount is making you this happy. Yeah. Somebody has to. Something has to. Something. Something. Yeah. Has to. Yeah. So, and that has. That's great. Yeah. That's uh, that's probably why I'm just so up and about this week. It's probably. a sunflower. I'm channeling the $16, $17 sunflower. Good on you. Thanks for sharing that with us. Not a problem. Feel so much better having heard that story. I'm here to serve. Hey, you and your mum, you probably had a little bit of girls talk, hey? That's the name of this song that's going to take us to the news on a Monday. And suddenly my good mood is over. It's time for this. Oh, yeah. I don't know where I'd be on a Monday if I didn't have this, to be honest. I'm a bit the same. Now, we did tease that there was a little bit of a twist this week. Was there? I have chosen, so normally I pick a motivational person, you just pick a series of quotes, but I pick one person. I'm glad you finally caught up to what I do with this. And normally I pick one human person. Today. Jubba the Hutt, you're choosing Jubba the Hutt. Well, you know he's near and dear to my heart. No, I've decided to pick a cartoon character instead. I saw a quote on the gram and I was so inspired, I was like, who is that? And naturally, it was Winnie the Pooh. Oh, so it wasn't Stitch? It wasn't Stitch. So I have decided that today's Motivate is going to be brought to you by Winnie the Pooh. You could have had me in Stitches today with that, but instead you're going with the Pooh. That's uninspiring. I want to be inspired. Let's go. You know what? I'm actually glad. You're on brand today. You're in the studio that smells like it, and now you're quoting it. I'm actually dying in here, but that's another story. Let's start with some Winnie the Pooh, shall we? Hit me. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. It never hurts to keep looking for sunshine. If you get tired, learn to rest. Don't quit. You can't stay in your corner of the forest waiting for others to come to you. You have to go to them sometimes. Courage is one step ahead of fear. All right, I reckon we do one more each, okay? Okay. A friend is one of the best things you can have and one of the best things you can be. That's not bad. Hmm. I'll leave you with this one. Don't wish it were easier. Wish you were better. Oh, okay. 
pretty good. <laughs> That's sort of like an attack and motivating at the same time. Yeah, but sometimes you have to have a bit of grunt in you. You just need someone to tell you, be better, do better, and we're those people. When you can be better and you know you can be better, just do it. Just do it. Do it! You know you can. That's Monday Motivate. If you've got any quotes you'd love to add, text us in anytime. 0404 000 736. It's Carl and Catherine with you for your Monday morning here on 88.3. Watermelon sugar. 25 degrees on the way today. A lovely day, mostly sunny. Pretty good week weather-wise. Carl and Catherine with you for your Monday morning. Bit of Harry Styles' Watermelon Sugar. It just doesn't get old, that song, does it? No, not really. No. It's probably one of the best hits anybody from a boy band's ever come out with on a solo career. Hmm. If I don't say so myself. On you, Harry. Good on you, Has. Hey, look, something that has happened in the last 24 hours. Now that was impressive. Thank you. I pride myself on my things like that. (laughs) Anyway, Romain Grosjean is a Formula One driver, and I hate to bring up a sporting example, but... You'll understand where I'm coming from on this. He has found himself in a really life and death kind of moment, as you kind of can find yourself in, in that kind of Mm -hmm. sport. It's a very risque kind of sport. Anyway, his car has split in half, burst into pieces and flames, and he's just jumped out as his car has done that. He's going at over 200 kilometers an hour. (gasps) He survived and he's okay. Is that not the most incredible example of what this year has been? If that, if you want a visual of what 2020 is, it's that. Look at the footage or don't. It's pretty confronting stuff. Oh, it makes you feel sick even just hearing about it. Yeah. But I wanted to know when you've had a life and death moment. Well, first of all, before we do anything, can we just touch some wood in the studio so we're not jinxing anything? Thank you. Thankfully, we've got wood in the studio, so yes, we can. Yeah, yes, we can. We can. We've touched some wood. It's okay. Well, a sliding doors sort of moment. Yeah. Well, it could have gone either way. Mm. I have one famously. Okay. As a child, I was down at Torquay, I want to say. Yep. Lawn, to be precise, actually. And it's very cliffy around those areas. Cliffy. Cliffy, hilly, yep. whatever you want to call it. If you're not careful... You could find yourself in a rather sticky situation or unfortunate situation. Yep. Not necessarily sticky, could be, don't know. I almost fell down, like as a young child, I almost fell down a hill and could have fallen oh my goodness. to my death. But as I slipped, my uncle had quick reflexes and saved my life. Oh, well, there you go. But it was a life or death kind of moment. Yeah. If I, you know... See, mine isn't as impressive as that. Mine is it involves me and some friends walking home from school one day. We were crossing a road and out of nowhere, this Hoon combi van driver shot up and nearly knocked us all over. And then when we looked at him, it was in like, what are you doing? Just threw us a peace sign. We're like, you know what? It's pretty on brand. And we let him go. (laughs) Pretty on brand. Almost killed you in a combi van. But, you know, the fact What a way to go, though being killed by a combi van. That's how you want to die, is it? No, but it's just, if I've always been of the belief, and as again, I'm going to touch wood, that if I am going to go, it's going to go in some sort of crazy style like that. You know what I mean? I do do know what you mean, I think. Look, I mean, I still, it's still on the cards that the scent in this studio could do it, to be honest. We've still got how many minutes left on air? We've got about 40 minutes. It's possible. I can just see you at a dinner conversation someday. It's just like somebody poses a question, hey, do you ever think about dying? And if you do, do you ever think think of the way that you might go? 
oh, look, you know, growing up, I did have a life or death kind of moment. You know, I was just with some maids and we were about to cross the road. Combi van just went straight past yeah. me. But you know what? If that combi van had actually hit us, and thank goodness it didn't, we had that many books in our school bags back in the day. I don't know if you were the same. We would have been protective. We would have put so many dents in that combi. We would have been fine. It's pretty amazing, though, to think that if you were at that dinner conversation, yeah. you would say to him, yeah, look, I wouldn't mind dying from a combi van. It just seems like a pretty nice way to go. Very peaceful. Literally. I don't He gave us you. the peace sign. Peace, I'm out of here, gone. And that he was. He drove off into the night. There's a bit of um, drama within the Monday breakfast unit. We were trying to have a normal conversation before a show in our production group chat last night, and it got a little bit heated, and one Carl Bianco did actually leave the group chat. And instead of being mature adults and dealing with this off-air, naturally we're bringing the tea on air. Well, you can do what you like. Now, we need to address this so we can move forth. I reckon we've been able to get through the first hour okay. I'm disappointed that we're doing this now because we're still in November. If we had been on tomorrow, we could have brought this up because, you know me, my motto is, 1st of December, you can do everything Christmassy. 30th of November, it's, you know, on the verge. It's not too far away, but it's still a tad too early for me. Yeah, well, this is what we're getting at. So, on, well, last night... I was just chilling, going through Netflix, having my dinner, and inspiration just struck me like a bolt of lightning. And I thought there's a lot of really terrible Christmas movies out there. I think we should do a movie segment leading into Christmas once a week where we pick a terrible Christmas movie, watch it and discuss it so Bayside don't have to put themselves through it. And I put it out there. Jack did message saying he was on board. I thought he said he was bored of the segment, and I took that personally. And then you, Bianco, offended me most because you weren't on board. Me offending you? That doesn't happen often. First of all, you claimed that um, you didn't have the time to commit to a two-hour movie. I don't. Considering that um, you're known to uh, watch a couple of movies after a show on a Monday. Well, because Spanish movies with subtitles are entertaining. They're more entertaining than you think. And then I pressed you on that and said, I think you do have the time. And then you left the group chat. I don't like to face the hard-hitting questions. Clearly. You just took off like a thief in the night. A what? Thief in the night. I thought you said beef in the fright. (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) It was like a cow just ran out. Moo. I was moving out of the group. Couldn't get out of there quicker. But... (laughs) <laughs> what I think is so stupid about people leaving group chats, and both of you are serial leavers, no, can I just say? I'm pointing at you and producer Jack. One of our colleagues from another radio show is a serial offender of leaving but groups. It's not even a power move, because the thing is, you can't add yourself back in. Someone else has to actually be like, oh, okay, you, you've been immature, let's let him back in. Imagine they overturn that, where you could actually remove yourself from a group you created, and then be like, you know what, I actually want to go back in. Yeah. Because that's exactly it. But I wanted to bring this here because I want to know, Bayside, 0404 is this a segment you actually want to hear? Because I've watched some terrible Christmas movies in the last few weeks and all I want to do is talk about it. Like, I want to talk about Christmas on the square and you won't give me that. You're giving me donuts instead of square. No, I want to twist it. All right. I want to put a new twist into this. But let us know if you want that segment. We're going to make it happen. I want to know who you reckon portrays the best Santa Claus in a movie. Tim Allen. Well, I'm glad we agree on something. Yes, that's what I think also. But he's not the only one to have played Santa. Yeah, but he's the only one, you know. 
He is the Santa Claus. He is the Santa Claus. But he's not the only Santa Claus. Do you know that he hated being Santa? Have you heard the story about that? No. Which makes me love him even more. Enlighten me more on it. So, at the time, because all the kids were obviously children when they were doing that movie... They were trying to make it as realistic as they possibly can. So the producers actually said to Tim, look, they actually think you are the Santa Claus. The yeah. real Santa Claus, obviously, is working hard in the North Pole. Sure. But these kids think you're the Santa Claus. Please, when we're not filming, play up to that a little bit. Because all these kids would come up to his dressing room and he cracked it and used to like smoke cigarettes and stuff and yell at the kids. It's a little bit like Gene Wilder, Wilder who played... Willy Wonka. Yeah. In the end of his life, unfortunately, he got, I think, Alzheimer's. And so, so that he wasn't in public view and disappoint children, because he might have forgotten the fact that he did play Willy Wonka in the Willy Wonka movie, he decided to stay away from the spotlight because he didn't want to let young kids down because everyone out there just saw him always for his role as Willy Wonka. But he didn't have to worry about that because the remake of that movie did that for him. No, see. Remember that. Let's not go there. Anyway, 0404000736. Do you think we should actually do this segment? Because it's tearing our team apart, clearly. Bianco is back in the group, but for now, I don't know what's going to happen after this. But yeah, I want to know. Some people still haven't recovered from the remake of Willy Wonka. <laughs> the Oompa Loompas were strong in that movie, though. I've been thinking a lot lately. I like to think a lot. And I feel like... We are quick to jump on a bandwagon and really hang it on people when they're sort of down a little bit, occasionally. Like, I feel like we gang on people too much. Yeah, like cancel culture, yeah? Yeah, like how you were ganging on me before about not, you know, getting involved with this whole watching Christmassy Yeah, but I'm not trying to cancel you. It's just if I don't get what I want, then I will. Are you sure about that? I haven't cancelled you yet. I'm convinced otherwise. I reckon you are trying your best to get rid of me. I will call you Scrooge, but I will what? not... Scrooge? Okay. Anyway, get let's get to the point. Getting to the point. Look, I mentioned Johnny Depp as an example. The example meaning, like, lately, we know what's been happening there. It's a lot happening. He was removed for one movie, and then a lot of people have called for Amber, his former yeah. significant other, to be removed from her movie as well. I don't like this. Yeah, we're seeing... And not just using that example, but a whole heap. We're seeing it a lot at the moment on YouTube and social media platforms as well. Multiple examples, that having to change names of icons, like all of this. I've had enough of it. Yeah, look, I mean, I think it's really unfair that there's a lot of particularly content creators at the moment who are in a situation where they're feeling like their work has to be compromised because they're so worried that something they may say untoward, you know, it could be anything. Like it could be, oh, there was something in the background of a shot. That was weird. Let's cancel them for that. Another example, the Dixie Chicks have to call themselves the Chicks now. Like, that's like saying people are going to get offended by the Australian band, the Angels, right? People think Angels, oh no, it is too religious, we can't have that name. Yeah, see, I think with all of this, that I think it's really good that we're at a point in society where we are correcting people for doing the wrong thing. By the way, that example of the angels is not an actual no, thing. No, no, I'm no. just putting it out good there. Good call, good call. It could happen. Yeah. But no, I think all in all with all of this is that I think it's really good that we are realising that sometimes there are some flags in society that are saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and they're getting called upon it. But I think the social media ganging up and berating and all the scary threats and stuff, that is too much. Can we just stop ganging up? Yeah. Can we stop it? 
or reduce it heavily. And particularly too, like I don't know if you've seen this, Bianco, but there's a lot of particularly teenagers at the moment who are becoming quite well known through TikTok and that sort of thing. And they may say the wrong thing. Like there's an example at the moment, there's two girls who were doing like a YouTube video and they're very well known. And they had a personal chef make food and one of them, they said it's disgusting. And the internet's just saying they're not grateful and they're getting piled on. And there's grown adults sort of attacking these kids. And I think that's a bit too far. Robin, she she was one of those on that Leave platform. Robin alone. Yeah, probably put her through enough. But yeah, but- I think at the end of the day, we're all here. We're all humans. We're all learning and learning from our mistakes. I think you've got to be good people. But also, if someone does the wrong thing, there's a difference between educating them and telling them what they said is wrong and just trying to ruin them. I'm all for education. It has to happen when people do the wrong, 100%. Yeah. But I don't like the gang-up culture that's no, been created. No, it's scary. I just think we should you know, get rid of it from our vocabulary, get rid of it as a thing. Just be nice to one another, guys. That's it. Exactly. That's what we're all about. We are all about the positivity. All about the good vibes. Yeah, well, and that's what we try to create on a Monday and a Friday. Hopefully, you agree with us. It's a good time to reflect on our lives and where we were 10 years ago, Bianco. Well, I was in year eight. Oh, good for you. So that gives that's away my math. age again. Yeah, anyway, um, a very, very well-news source has released an article during the week where they recapped the top 30 things from 10 years ago that were cool then. But now when we look back on them, we cringe. So I've done my top 10 from this list. And we're going to do a bit of a speed round because these actually, when I was trying to figure out which were my top 10, I was physically cringing because I did majority of these. So I want to see where you're at, okay? So sure. number 10, sending out farm bill invites for your friends and family. Yeah, that would have happened. But I wasn't a big one on it. I never use farm bill. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's like an app and you build a farm. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. Okay. Second... Watching full-length movies that cost tens of millions of dollars to make on an iPod with a two-inch screen. You know, like the little nanos used to buy them on iTunes. Yeah, I did have one of those and I also had the touch. Yes. Back in the day. Good times. Still do. Harassing everyone on Facebook with like lost phone need numbers groups. Remember when you'd lose your phone and then you just make a group? (laughs) Be like, I need all your numbers. Yeah. Good times. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking pictures with that one awful photo booth filter on the IMAX. There was that. Yes, can confirm. Thinking it was funny to rickroll your friends. <laughs> My friends got onto that at one point. Yeah, yeah. Good there, times. There was that. Just posting the most ridiculous stuff on Facebook. And here's an example. Thinks Raisin Bran is really good. Ha ha. I was somebody who did a lot of that too. Yep. Randomly yelling, leave Britney alone. While having a conversation. Wasn't one of those people. Buying bootleg DVDs because you couldn't wait for a new movie to be released officially onto DVD. Cool. Yep. Yep. This one hits hard for me. Uploading every photo you took at a party or while out on Facebook and you'd make it into an album and then people could like tag whatever they wanted. It would go on their socials. Did you do that after parties? Wasn't really invited to many. Oh. I was always that kid that sort of tried to get invited to those parties, but never was. Oh, well, look at you now. You went to one over the weekend. Um, And the last one, which again, hits differently now. Taking mirror selfies with a digital camera. There was that. I've got a couple more to add to you. Yeah, go on. To your list there. Shuffling. Mm, I never did that. 
There was that was a massive thing. Oh, there were so many boys that I knew who did that, and they thought they were the coolest things in the world. And you'll remember as well, you could put people into your box on social media. What on Facebook? There was you could put list your friends, put them in. There was a little box, and you'd put your friends into the box. No, that was MySpace. No, no. There, that was, was top friends. There was a feature on the Book oh. of Faces as well where you could do the same thing. Didn't know that. Because I remember people saying, oh, thanks for putting me on, on your box. Oh. Or there was adding your mates as your siblings or your cousins. Or oh, them. yep. Yep. That, that old Guilty. Thing. We used to do that a lot. And people used to jump on songs a lot more back then as well. Yeah, the they music did. of 2010. I remember uh, Get Shaky. Baby yes. Get Shaky. Everybody was singing that. Yeah. Take no. Mickey. Well, there you go, guys. 0404000736. What were the other things that you look back now and cringe? The last one before we go to a song. I had a side fringe. Should not have had a side fringe. I had a Bieber cut. <laughs> I still want to see photos of that. I'll send it to you. Hey, fancy dress parties, themed parties. I'm sure you've been to a lot of them over the years. Oh, yeah. I went to one on Saturday night. What was the theme? We actually didn't bring that up. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Went to dress up. Gosh, that's a bit of a throwback sort of theme. I haven't heard about that in years. Yeah, well, the whole idea behind it was the person's birthday, the person who was having the birthday was like, well, if I had my way, I probably would have been over there for my birthday if we could be. So why not act like we are there? Amazing. I love that. But I'd love to know, you know, what's the best theme or dress up party you've ever gone to? I think the one that sticks out the most, just because it was so hectic, was there was a trend, particularly for the 18th, where you would dress up as a letter that's in your name. So some people would say it has to be the first letter of your first name or last name. Yep. Some people would just say it has to be within your name. And they always were interesting because I think it gave people the realms to sort of really explore their costumes. Yeah. Um, one moment that does stick out is someone came dressed as Thomas the Tank Engine in like a makeshift like box train thing. Was their name Thomas? Yeah, it was, which okay. is amazing. Well, but that makes um, it Thomas got a bit too close to the bonfire. Oh no! And yeah, we definitely saw. We needed a fire engine instead of a tank, tank engine. Hmm. I don't it wasn't blame. good. That's that's not great. But that's one that sticks out. Um, my friend and I used to, well, we hosted a Halloween party once and we tried to get everyone to dress up as their favourite character from Bridesmaids, which yep. is probably one of my favourites. Sure. But yeah, they're the ones that stick out most for me. Yeah. I remember I dressed up a fair bit over the years. Yeah. Dressed up as a cowboy once. Nice. Dressed up as a Power Ranger. This is when I was younger. That's course. the thing that, yeah, but I feel like a lot of guys... 18 over, go back to the Power Rangers for costume parties. What, as adults? Yeah. Sometimes, but I haven't seen it that often. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to think of the other one. Last year, we had the work Christmas party, and it was like, oh, yeah. dress up as something. I got very creative. Yep. By creative, I mean, I just borrowed one of my dad's high-vis vests, and I wore it, and people were like, oh, what have you came as? I've come as a super sub. See, I thought you should have gone as a Subway sandwich. That would have been way better. No, no, because Super sub. my explanation was I'm always called upon to, you know, fill yeah. in. So that's why I'm the but super sub. You, I take off the vest. But you could have been a literal sub, though. Who wants to be that? That's so fun. You could have been a focaccia. Whoa. Or a wrap. Almost. Or a toasty. Almost had to accept that the show was a wrap after <laughs> what you said there. Didn't know where you were going with that. 
Anyway, let us know. 0404 736 Love to hear from you. What's the best fancy dress or theme birthday party you've ever gone to? Let us know this morning here on 88.3. What have we learned today? Oh, we've learned a lot. I've learned that you're a Christmas hater. I'm not a Christmas hater. You're a Christmas hater. I just don't like to talk about it until December, which is tomorrow. So ask me all about it tomorrow. I also learned that um, you're quite um, startled by the new ticket inspector uniform. Yes. Yeah, I am a little bit. It's a bit more cash for my liking. I think they should reassess the uniform choice. Come on, guys. Go out and get those tuxedos. Hey, I've learned that you fell in love with a colourful flower. I did fall in love. And it makes you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Which is just great. And now it's been taken away from me, so it's fine. So thank you for that. Hey, we're out of here. That's, we're out of here. That's what I've learned. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Enjoy this magnificent weather. We'll see you on Friday from 4. Look forward to it. Until then... Take care. Bye. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.